You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Toxic Mold Podcast. Today is episode 194, and tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So, did you buy me that Corvette yet? No. By the way, we have this is Cassandra Von Worsley. This is my wife. Those of you that have been listening for a long time, she... She was doing these with me to kind of get me on the right track because uh, this is all new to me, this digital stuff. And she she runs her own business. She does a lot of coaching and all sorts of fun stuff, lot, mostly with female entrepreneurs. But she's busy, so she's kind of handed the reins over to me. And I bugged her, what, two weeks, three weeks ago? Yeah, you invited like, me back. I'm like, babe, well, you were never not invited. <laughs> like, babe, can you... Kind of help me. I think they're getting tired of listening to just me. 100%. And a lot of it's because I think I, you you bring in, not just because you're so highly educated, but you bring in an aspect of it that, for one, I don't think of, but then you ask questions that I don't think of, and you tell me that all the time. Correct. Like, Cause, cause people a, don't know what you know, Steve. No, as a layperson, there's a lot I don't know about mold. Even though I'm married to a mold expert, there's a ton I don't know. And so I look at it through the lens of somebody who lives in a home, but not somebody who has expertise in mold prevention in a home. Right. I think they'd like to hear you, and they just probably get tired of me. But you do ask questions that I don't think of, so so we appreciate having you. For those of you that listened last week, she's agreed to, to do four episodes. Um, I think we were going to call it a series. I think it is a series. The Do's and series. Don'ts of Mold. And so, yeah, it's the, it's the, the month of love. So how fitting to have my wife here. So episode 194, uh, what we're going to talk about today is probably one of the touchiest subjects. When I say touchy, it's probably one of the most repeated um, misnomers out there, wives' tales, whatever you want to call it. 
and it is what chemicals should you use for mold? So you, as somebody that doesn't have to deal with all the questions I get and whatnot, what do you, when, when you hear chemicals and mold, what, what comes to your mind? Well, bleach is the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. But really, the whole topic of this episode, the first thing that comes to my mind is how, and it really depends on how you grew up, but, but I grew up with a Haitian mother who, you know, she, she didn't like medicine, so she had all kinds of, you know, natural quote-unquote remedies to fix everything. And if you've seen my big Fat Creek wedding, the, <laughs> the guy, he squints Windex on everything. Like, you have a cut, he puts Windex on it. You have this, he puts... For some reason, he thought that Windex cured all, and that's how I look at this topic. <laughs> Lots of people are like, everything fixes mold, baking soda, baking powder, you like... All yeah, hydrogen peroxide. Everything. And so there's just moments where you have to ask a different question, which is what is really the problem and what is really the cure? Yeah. Well, and it's funny you bring that up because um, oh, my listeners that do this, is it essential oils or something? Oh, oils, yes, like do, yeah, doTERRA and the likes, yes. They, I, I always hear tea tree oil. And um, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but on the level of what we do for mitigation... Like we, they come in little bottles, so we we'd probably go broke, or actually, our clients would if we were using that. But tea tree oils, I get told a lot. There's, I think, thieves oil. There's several oils that that people say, yeah, you can use this on it. And I don't say that they're wrong by any means, but as professionals, we don't do that. But it was interesting because what you said, what you thought of, and this is the question I hear all the time, is bleach. Well, can't I just spray bleach on mold? It all depends, and. When I say it depends, it depends on the surface that you're spraying that on. You know, if if you're spraying, you know, I'm looking at my desk that has a finish on it. If I'm spraying bleach on, on mold that's on my desk, is that okay? Well, probably it's not going to hurt anything because it's not a porous surface. Now, if I spray it on that sheetrock over there or insulation, that's not a good idea. And it's the reason behind that is 95% of bleach is water and most chemicals you're going to buy at home depot or lowe's or whatever hardware store you're going to go to if you read the back and a a lot of them have gotten really sneaky but if you read the back of the ingredient or where the ingredients are it says 95 percent other which that other is water that's just easier to not say it's water and then 5%, which some of them it's not even that, is whatever chemical. And it can be all sorts of different chemicals. I think Clorox is like hypochlorite or something. I'm not sure. So for our listeners, I apologize. But but anyhow, my whole point is, is 95% of that's water. So when you spray that on mold, and it let's say it's insulation, you're, the 5% of whatever chemical it is evaporates quickly. And then the rest is water. So you're literally watering it. Like if you... If you want your grass to die, the, what's the easiest way to, to kill it? You stop watering it. Exactly. And so it's the same concept with, with mold. So when you when you're you think you're getting rid of the mold, you're literally feeding the mold. So it's it's kind of an interesting question that I get all the time. And I a lot of times I hear, well, it's in the, the EPA has a guide and it's in there and it really it last I checked, the EPA does tell you that's what you should do. Well, but I think what's interesting is it's not only that when you're trying to DIY a mold issue, which you probably shouldn't do because you don't have the expertise to do it, you're not only feeding the mold with anything that is water-based, you're also exposing yourself directly to harm. 
Yeah, the chemical. Because it's one thing for somebody who is a mold mitigation expert to say, you need to leave the house for a couple weeks. We're going to use all of these chemicals to clear everything out. Then we're going to, you know, clear out the air quality in the house. We're going to get it to a livable level. Then you move back into the house. The second you are the person on the floor or on the wall exposing yourself to all the toxins in bleach, you are inhaling that. You are taking that in. We have a big enough problem in the world with all of the chemicals in our house VOCs mm-hmm. that are literally causing allergies and headaches and hormone disruption. Just add another one with bleach. Why would you do that when you can have an expert actually come handle it? You're not in the home being exposed to it, and you're not exposing yourself to unnecessary chemicals. Exactly. Yeah, and it, you know, you, you bring up something... Um, you know, with the whole, with COVID and everything, you know, we did episodes about it. It's kind of crazy to think probably a couple of years ago. And one of the things I brought up, I and mean, you and I talk about it often, I, I believe as a society, you know, you, you brought up the, 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 what was the movie for Greeks? Oh, my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, sorry. Never seen it, obviously. <laughs> that they spray, he sprays Windex on everything. Well, it kind of reminded me of the whole, you know, everybody, you know, hand sanitizers, Clorox wipes, and just disinfectants that I believe as a society, we are teaching our bodies to not build up an immunity to a lot of things. And that's why I think COVID, which, you know, sorry to get off on that tangent, but to me, it was a kind of a good comparison. When we have things like that, that, that come into the population, our bodies can't fight it off if we just keep like... If you are just a, what's the term they use for a germaphobe? Oh, yeah. If you're a germaphobe and you're just constantly making sure everything's disinfected, your your body doesn't have an immunity to anything. Nope. Like, we we kid around. You, were, I don't remember what we were just talking about the other day, but, you know, we were kidding around how as kids we ate dirt. Correct. Literally. I mean, you know. And yet our children are probably more immunocompromised than we are. Because they've been kept in the bubbles of all of this stuff and at the same time exposed to all of the volatile organic compounds, the VOCs, the air fresheners, the, I mean, we have so many VOCs going on that even doTERRA, the smelly good stuff that I love those essential oils too, but the fragrances Mm -hmm. are toxic to us. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of VOCs, so uh, VOCs for our listeners is volatile organic compounds and VOCs literally could be Windex, Clorox wipes, like you said, could be candles, air fresheners, oils, perfumes, I mean, paints, stains, adhesives, like we could go on and on and on. And and our ancestors weren't exposed to that. And it's it's no different than when we talk about, you know, like why did I write the, the very the very first book that you talked me into writing? Why did I write the mold epidemic? Because it's an epidemic, and it's we're we're we live in homes that are sealed up for the most part. We don't open windows and get ventilation. You know, we have HVAC systems that have air conditioning and heat just automatically. Like it's not even really a touch of the button, and that's what we're exposing ourselves to is. Whatever's in this home, this air keeps recirculating itself, and that's what you're exposed to. And like you said, VOCs cause headaches, all sorts of stuff. And it's just the compounding. I've been watching a lot of movies lately where they keep showing 
clothing lines with those wooden clothing pins. That's how my mother would dry our clothes growing up. Where are our clothes now? They're in an insulated dryer. We stick little fabric sheets that have VOCs in them. Yeah. So the clothes smell good. Like if you just think about the compounded nature of all the VOCs that are in everything, candles are great. Essential oils are great. But when you compound all of the different ways, every single day you're getting in those VOCs, you're already exposing your body typically every day to a lot, let alone trying to clean up the mold yourself with bleach. Yeah. And it's the end of the day, we, we, as a society or as humans, we've done it out of convenience. Yep. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not convenient to dry your clothes on a clothing line with wooden pins. (laughs) And it, you know, going back to, you know, our ancestors, you know, however far back you want to go, they weren't in sealed up homes. Like there's the reason why doors, and I've pointed it out to you, if you look over at that door, the reason there's a gap underneath that is for airflow. You can also see up above it is a vent. Yep. And it's for airflow because we live in such a sealed up environment inside our homes. And, you know, with COVID, we, we, we pretty much locked ourselves down. I'm not, I know a lot of people didn't just lock themselves inside of a home, but we, we were exposing ourselves to a lot more things inside our homes than, than we were used to. Which brings us back full circle, like using all of those chemicals all the time, I believe had a larger effect on us as humans because we, we, we clean everything all the time and not us per se, we're not germaphobes, but a lot of people, you know, they, they want air purifiers and hand sanitizers and all this stuff. And mold is very similar to obviously those types of things like COVID. They just mutate. Correct. The flu. It's, they it's, respond to yep, the They're trying, trying to survive. Correct. And so they're they're morphing. And, you know, when you hear like super virus or whatever, molds is no different. It's trying to survive as much as we are. And so coming back to like chemicals, you know, like one question I get asked all the time. So, Steve, are you saying you guys don't use chemicals as mold mitigation professionals? Absolutely we do. But... When we're using those chemicals, we're not just spraying something on the mold to kill it. Because you can't kill mold. And you're in monkey suits and you've got a mask on. You're protecting yourself from yep. the chemicals that you're using. Yeah, and it, it the, the best way to say it to our listeners, it's one part of the process that we're doing. We're, we don't just spray and that's the only step in mitigation. We usually are, it, it's either before or after we have removed the mold spores. So the, the spray is kind of a secondary, you know, it's like a the doctor's giving you an antibiotic after a surgery. It's just so you, to make sure you don't develop some sort of infection. It's not necessarily to fight off a specific infection. It's the same concept with us. So when our listeners hear, yes, we do use chemicals. We are using chemicals, but it's different chemicals for different reasons at certain points of the mitigation process. It is not just a, we go in and we spray and we're calling it good. Correct. You know, we've talked about it before, but there's companies out there and I'm not going to name their names, but they, they convince homeowners that, that you can come in or they can come in and they can spray for $2,500. They can spray and fog the whole home. 
and you don't need mold mitigation. That's mold mitigation. So that's way cheaper than the $10,000 that a company like we're going to charge. And we've talked about it and we know it's not, that's not, what's that doing? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) So it's not dealing with the core, it's not dealing with the core issue in the same way that when people feel like, again, going to a panic mode about what they suspect is mold and they say, well, let me go to Home Depot and let me get this, whatever the mold remover of the day is, and let me go home and let me scrub. There's lots of questions that they're not asking before they jump to try to fix something that maybe they don't understand the full scope of what's going on. You see mold on a bathroom wall. Well, is the mold underneath your floors? You don't know. Right. Yeah. The the, the first thing we do is we figure out what defect led to that mold. And, you know, so like you said, people, they're going to run to the hardware store and they get a concrobium is what, what those mostly are. And if you really, if you really look or read the fine print on those, they're literally like a disinfectant. They're not, nothing just gets rid of mold. The mold spores, like I said, it's like your grass. Unless you totally remove that grass to put gravel down or whatever, it doesn't go anywhere. It's still there. Mold's the same way. But a lot of people want to take the the easier, cheaper route, run down to the hardware store, get that sprayed, spray it on their wall. Like I said earlier, you're literally, depending on the surface you're spraying it on, you're feeding the mold. Now, if you're if you're putting it on a non-porous surface, so tile, which is somewhat porous, but nothing compared to what we're talking about when we talk about sheetrock or two by fours or insulation, that the the density of that's not even close to something like tile, you can clean that. That's a surface mold. But once again, that surface mold is there that you can see, like, what's going on behind the wall? You know, if you see that slimy stuff, which is typically going to be mildew, you probably have, if there's a defect for that to be able to grow, there's probably a ton of mold behind the walls, and you can't just spray that. Exactly. And when you try to do that, you're literally going to spread the mold spores throughout your entire home. Correct. So it's, you know, to answer the question of what our topic was, do we use chemicals for mold mitigation? Absolutely. Should our listeners do it? No, unless you really know what you're doing. So it's and YouTubing a bunch of videos as much as I love YouTube is not knowing exactly. What well, that's you're what doing. we're gonna start doing though. But, oh yeah, so but so, my YouTube's not gonna be a correct. We're gonna be building a YouTube channel, but the YouTube channel's goal is to educate and increase awareness so that those who watch your YouTube videos will get a much better understanding of what they're dealing with so they develop a pathway to actually fixing the real issues. Yeah. And what what's so what's funny is in my podcast notes, the call to action says if you hear someone tell you to spray mold, educate them. Yes. And that that's you know, I hear all the time, why don't you spray bleach on mold? No, don't. Like if you if you really think about what you're doing, you're literally watering like your grass. You're literally watering that grass. And it's the same thing with mold. So just don't do it. Make sure you know what you're doing. Um, so we have we have courses that we have up on Udemy. Um, for those of you that used to go to Skillshare, Skillshare's changed their algorithms. And it's you have tons of courses on there. I only had a couple, and they I pretty much didn't meet their requirements. So the only the only platform we do have um, courses on is Udemy. But I do have a free one 
which is, is toxic mold making me sick? And you helped me get that all up and going. I couldn't have done that on my own. But but anyhow, they can go to Udemy, and I'm assuming they have to open an account, correct? Yes, and they can uh, purchase the, the, well, take the course for free, but they need to have an account. Right. And then I do have um, a, a few others. Do it. Right. Do-it-yourself home inspection, do-it-yourself mold inspection, and I believe building a mold-resistant home. I have a big, big home inspection one I'm working on, which is my next book. But yeah, they can go to Udemy, and those courses you pay for, but the is Toxic Mold Making Me Sick completely free. It's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, so go go take the course. It's yeah. free. Yeah, it's free. It's, it you know, it it'll really help you as far as if you think mold's making you sick, go there and take it. So... Once again, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, and this was episode 194, and the question was, what chemicals can you use for mold? So hopefully we answered all their questions, and thank you for being on this episode. We get, what, two more? Two more. Perfect. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the Mold Investigation Checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free Mold Investigation Checklist today. You can also, on cnccontractorservices.com, find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.